This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms and opportunities for businesswomen to be seen and heard. This platform is for the women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses for you to grow your knowledge. Go to thedaisychaingroup.com for more information. These are the platforms to hear and share the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine New Crazy Daisy podcast and I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to Ilga Becker from Ilwin Online Marketing. Ilga, this is a real thrill for me to introduce you to people and get this out there, but tell us about your business. Hello, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, what I do is online marketing, um, well, it's a very basic word because I started out with different parts of online marketing but what I do now is SEO so I do SEO consulting and training for people that's basically it. What I loved about reading your chapter is that I've I've known you for a while now and the thought I cannot imagine but when you started uh, in your business you tried to go corporate tell us about why you did this and what then changed. So I kind of um, went into self-employment completely by accident and I wasn't sure if I could actually do it it was it was just because I couldn't find anything else that seemed like a good match and that seemed better than the job I had just left I, I was in the process of leaving it so yeah and then the opportunity came up so I felt can I really do it is it is it something is someone like me suitable to do that like <laughs> So the only um, examples of someone being successful in my industry were corporate people and agencies. So I felt to succeed in this industry, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to look like, act like, pretend to be. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and at some point um, over the years, I noticed that it's not me. It's just not, I don't feel comfortable meeting people and like really like playing a role. It's like a theater play. I played a role. It was still me, but I was a very, very weird version of myself. And I felt it's so weird to split yourself into the private person mm. on the one hand. Or on the other hand, you're the business person. And I feel, I mean, you have to decide which sides to show people still. But to completely split up, that felt super weird. And little by little, I eased into being a little more myself. And that's just, yeah, just ignoring the rules that I have set, had set myself. I mean, yeah. But, but that's how we, we decide what pro being professional is, isn't it? Is, uh, is, is what we've seen before and what we think we have to be. But also uh, people watching on YouTube will, will see the difference. People listening to the podcast on Apple, go and watch it on YouTube. Um, because you were put into, you decided to wear a blue blazer and to kind of, to not wear the makeup that you wear, to not dye your hair. Was that right? I have the black hair. I've had black hair for like over 20 years now. So that stayed, but still, I mean, you can still look corporate with black hair, non-gothy with black hair, yeah, like with a blue blazer and very minimal makeup. And yeah. I, do, I love how you are now, obviously, because that's been a journey. And to read your your chapter was literally told in photographs because each branding shoot that you had 
you became more and more you. And part of that sounded to me like it was the photographer as much as you saying, be yourself. So what did that progression feel like to go and to rebel and be the SEO witch as you are now, which I absolutely love? Um, what do you think was, why do you think it was important for you to have these photographs at each stage? It was actually more me than the photographer. I just went there and told them what I wanted and they did exactly that. So they did a good job. Mm. And we even had, especially before the first one, the very corporate one, we had like at least 30 minutes of sitting down and talking about what I need and what I want to look like and what I want to express. So she did exactly that. So, so mm. brilliant job. But um, I feel photographs are just... It's, you're just so much more visible than in writing so it's like and it's a website so it's publicly it's publicly there so everyone can see you it's not like on a zoom chat with a client or on an on a client meeting that's just between us it's somewhere and it's not even facebook that's friends only it's something public so yeah and i've always been someone who didn't like to draw attention to herself so really expressing myself publicly that was a big step. So I felt if I, the more I blended in, the less I would be visible <laughs> because I don't know I'm a rebel, but I don't like being visible. I didn't like being visible. So that was why the photography played such a big role. The, the title of your chapter is the introvert rebel, which I just resonate with so much because that's me as well, but it is, it, it does encapsulate how you are now visible in that you know that you're an introvert you know that you don't in effect want to be seen but you're a rebel so you will be seen and you are you <laughs> um when you had those photos and you put them out and your photos of you and you didn't have any negative responses and you were worried about getting negative responses was that right and then what does the yep. future hold from you for you now I mean, I haven't put the really witchy ones on the website yet because, you know, when you have enough work, there's always more important things to do than your website or your own marketing. So I've put them on Instagram and I've shared them on Facebook with a, again, with friends only. So they're not, they're public on Instagram, but they're not public in front of a big audience. So I haven't really tested that yet, but I've tested this kind of look with clients and even clients that are a little more corporate. So there were no negative responses. So I feel, um, I feel in the future I will definitely go more that way. So well, replace the, the photos on the website and maybe a little even witchier branding. Like when I finally at some point put out some digital offers like courses or freebies or something, um, they will look a lot more witchy and have my witchy imagery on it. I love it. One of the things that you said in the chapter that um, now that you've put these photos or you've had them taken, you feel like you can have deeper connections with the clients that come to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they can obviously feel that I'm fully myself. I'm a lot more confident and I'm a lot more at ease. Mm. I'm not as stiff as I am when I'm my corporate self. So <laughs> that's just, I don't know, I just feel the connections are a lot more personal when people can really see the person behind it and the private person as well, not just the business person. So it's not, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's, it's friendship. Some of them might be, but that is a bit tricky. Clients and friends, um, friendship, client, friendship relationship, that is a bit tricky, but I feel it's, it's somewhere going towards friendship at least. So it's not just strictly a business relationship, but it's more private or more personal now. 
I think well. it's really important to have these conversations and the way that you've written the chapter is so brilliant to read it in that from the branding photography point of view because if I talk about this being the whole of yourself in the business people some people feel like they've got to wear bright yellow and stand out and and be able to get on a stage and, and it's not that it is being who you are mm -hmm. because it can create those deeper connections with whoever is in your audience and and you've proved that so much because your business has become so successful well done <laughs> yeah, definitely. And not all, I mean, that's the people we see first, the very extroverted, bubbly ones. And I mean, not all of them are extroverted, but like the louder ones, the ones that are very outgoing. And I'm not that. I will never be like that. I will just always be the kind of quiet, introverted person, chatty, but still kind of quiet. So, <laughs> and I feel if people are there, I mean, clients are the same, that the extroverted ones and the introverted ones. And the more quiet ones are actually relieved to find someone who's more like them and who's not super bubbly and chatty and outgoing and loud. And <laughs> If there was one lesson that you've learned that you would want every entrepreneur to know, what would it be? It would definitely be to, might be something you've heard a thousand times, but to go with your gut feeling, to mm -hmm. go with your instinct, but also ask where does it come from? Because I feel um, sometimes it's not just intuition, it's like, how we were, how we were brought up. So do we have stereotypes or do we have something in our mind that influences that? So it's, so I feel intuition is important and it's important to trust it, but it's also important to ask, why does it tell me that? And is that actually true? Or is it something that was kind of brought up in my childhood or is because society thinks a certain way? So if I feel, if I feel um, a potential client is not a good match, then I sit down and ask, why do I feel that way? And if there's if nothing comes up like no stereotypes nothing that's that might not be true then i trust that so that no, that's sense. a brilliant add-on because it isn't just asking yourself and listening to always listen to your intuition but asking yourself where that comes from i think yeah. is brilliant that's a really good add-on to give you that information to make sure that you're doing the right thing for you fantastic um what is your favorite piece of business software it's very basic. It's um, video call software like Zoom, because when I started out, that wasn't really a thing or that wasn't something that was used. It was all telephone or if there was something, some digital form, it was either email mm. or it was something with voice only. And if you can't meet clients because they're somewhere else, like in a different country or in a different city, I feel the connection is just so much deeper when you can see each other and you get a much better feeling of will we really get along well? Like in the first call, if you can actually see someone and see their body language and how they move and how they, you know, express themselves, I feel it gives you a much better feeling for the person and yeah. just feels more personal. Well, especially over the last couple of years, we just to be grateful for things like Zoom and the way that they have taken off because crikey, I don't know what it would have been without that. So amazing. Yeah. Yep, good piece of software to have in your arsenal of things. Ilga, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being you and for putting yourself out there as the SEO witch. Um, and thank you for being involved in Shiny Crazy Daisy Volume 4. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. If you're a businesswoman looking for that community that will support you and lift you up, Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration and monthly masterclasses to grow your knowledge. Go to the daisychaingroup.com for more information. 
And for even more inspiration, please go to the link under this video and get your copy of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world.